This is episode 151 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we talk money. Yep, money. How much is your desire to control your weight and your food really costing you? Stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. This is a great moment. I wouldn't be any happier right now if I was skinnier, if my body looked different. It's truly been a beautiful process. This has been life-changing, and I am really grateful that I didn't wait another year. If you think that you're gonna come into this and lose 20 pounds and eat perfectly for the rest of your life, then it's the wrong thing. But if you think you're gonna come into this and have a life-changing experience, then it's worth every penny and more. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is the result of a lifelong journey in searching for my solution. All along, the solution was right there in front of me. And it's also right there for you, inside of you. You just want to eat normally, have a normal body, perhaps weigh less. You're looking for the solution to eat less, stop overeating, perhaps binging, maybe stop the endless desire to eat what is forbidden, the sugar craving, and you keep searching. Searching for the answer as to why your body doesn't want to collaborate with you. And you've tried it all. Willpower, discipline, mental strength, over-exercising, all the diet, while shaming yourself and your body in hope that it would give you what you so desperately desire. What I desired the most, I thought, was weight loss. But really, what I wanted was to fit in, to be accepted, to be loved, to be happy unconditionally. What I didn't realize during the 25 years of dieting was that suffering was not necessary. That the answer was right there inside of me. But I refused to see it and accept it because it didn't fit with what I was told the solution was. The Going to Beyond the Food Academy is a 14-week journey towards creating and discovering your own solution. Think of it as the university-level course that will teach you what you need to know to finally get what you desire the most. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is a lifetime program that will show you what you need to heal why you eat because that's the real issue and will teach you a new way of engaging with food from a place of intuition resulting in a brand new way of how to eat. The outcome of the Going Beyond the Food Academy is what you eat becomes normal, easy, and simple. Ditching dieting and becoming a normal eater. So if you're ready to step into a new version of yourself, 
Be empowered by me as your teacher in our amazing community to make the change you know you need to make. Head over to stephaniedodze.com slash academy right now. So the academy has helped me figure out, like you said, feel it, don't fight it. Actually know that if I feel my feelings, I'm going to survive. It's going to be okay. I can sit with those and nothing bad is going to happen to me. Ladies, welcome back. I'm Stephanie Dodier, and today we're going to talk about money. And I have been wanting to do this episode for a while, actually. We did a survey with our customers and our client back in May, so almost four months ago, and one of the most ranked objection to people joining our program was money, was costs. It's costing too much. I don't have the money. I've spent a lot of money already on myself for the past X numbers of years and nothing is working. I don't want to spend anymore. So I've been pondering about how to tackle this subject because money is a very sensitive and personal topic. We have been raised with different beliefs around money and we all have a different perspective on it. So I think I found a way in this episode into which I am not going to tell you how to change your perspective on money or how to value different things in your life. I'm just going to ask questions for you to reflect based on your own values, your own beliefs around money and how you can see how your food eating behavior, your desire to lose weight, to control your weight, to control your food is costing you beyond money. Because I truly, truly believe that for you, I, and the rest of us as a collective female gang (laughs) group to live a life of happiness and joy and fulfillment, there's more than money attached to that outcome. Like no matter how much money we have, we can still be miserable. We can still be unhappy. And in the same token, the complete opposite, we can be broke and yet be extremely happy. So I want to take the conversation of costs beyond money. I like controversy. I don't want to say that's what I do, but that's the type of work in which I'm fully engaged with in controversy of how we relate to food and weight and body image. Like that's what I do every day. And so I'm okay with creating controversy, but I really want to not create the controversy of telling you what to do with your money, but instead creating the controversy in your mind of what costs mean and What beyond money is the choice you're making about dealing or not dealing with the food behavior is really costing you. So that's what the podcast is going to be about. But before we get there, I have 
a couple things that I want to share with you. Number one, we are having a hope and house. Yay. This is the first time we're going to be doing this. We're going to open the door and show you the back of the scene of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy online learning platform and our program. So August 29th and August 30th, 2018, don't know when you're listening to that, you'll be able to join me. And like, if you were coming to my house, I'm going to take you to the behind the scene of the Beyond the Food Academy. You will have to register for that because I'll have to send you a private link that will allow you to see the online learning platform and the behind the scene and me. So you can go to stephaniedoze.com slash open house or to the show notes, stephaniedoze.com slash 151 and give me your first name and your email. And then I'm going to be able to send you the link. Now I'm going to show you all the behind the scene, answer all your questions. You can tell me where you want me to poke and I'll open the door for you. And I'm also going to teach four mini lessons We're going to talk about shifting your mindset. We're going to talk about the left and the right brain, a little bit of neuroscience. We're going to talk about the four bodies of the human being and the missing link to the current weight loss method. And then the fourth lesson is going to be about body neutrality, the solution to body image and shame. And the reason why I'm teaching those classes is that you can have an experience of what it is to do online learning and what kind of teacher I am. So it's going to be a really cool experience. So if you've been curious about how online learning works or more information about the academy, I highly recommend that you join in for that. I also will do, alongside with this open house next week, I will do what something you call office hours. What the heck is office hours? Office hours is going to be a time in which daily I'm going to go on Facebook and I am going to open up for people to get coached. Just like what we do in the academy, you either can put a question in the comment and I will coach you or with the new technology, I'll be able to bring you on visually and coach you live face to face with me. So that's a pretty cool and exciting experience that I'm going to be doing next week. So it's going to be Monday to Thursday next week, every day at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time till 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm going to coach. So come in, show up on my Facebook page at 6 p.m. EST, Monday to Thursday, and then you'll get coach and see what it is that the going beyond the food method can bring to your problem. So that's a two quick announcement I wanted to do for you and my listeners. But now let's dive into the topic at hand, which is the cost of your desire to control food and weight. And if you're like me, chronic dieter for 5, 10, or 15, 20, 25 years, I had never reflected upon the true cost of my behavior and my desire because I was so wrapped up in my life will be so much better once I lose weight and once I can control my eating behavior that I never thought about it beyond that goal. 
And I didn't reflect of how much of my life's pleasure, my satisfaction of living, my happiness was being affected by that. And and the result was it was tremendously affected by that, but I couldn't see it beyond. And nobody had ever made me reflect on that. Because when I was posting the question or throwing around to people I was with my challenges with my weight or my food, the answer was always dieting, right? At any cost. And I spent thousands of dollars dieting, right? So that's what I want to do for you today is pose you the question that I pose to my student who are in my program with me, but also the question that my coach that helped me get out of that pattern was asking me to make me reflect, like, am I really focused on the right thing here? So let's start with the first area I want you to think about is the number one complaint that many of us have when we're stuck in this pattern of overeating, binging, emotional eating, and body shaming is we feel stuck. We feel miserable. We feel depressed. And we're constantly sabotaging ourselves. What is the cost of that? And how much does it impact our life? right? Because self-sabotaging to most of us, when we start this journey, we think I only self-sabotage when it comes to food. My body is working against me. My body is screwed up. It's broken. That's why I can't stop eating at night. That's why I'm stuck. I feel like I'm a victim of my food. The truth is Self-sabotaging is not a malfunction of your mind, of your body. It's simply a signal to let you know that what you're doing right now isn't working for you. That you feel that if you don't get the result you want, you're afraid. You fall into this place of being afraid and that triggers your subconscious mind and your survival mechanism, and that creates you to want to eat to resolve the pain, right? The problem is you're self-sabotaging in other area of your life. Self-sabotaging with food is not unique. You're self-sabotaging with the way you take care of your body. You're self-sabotaging with your relationship. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, but we're carrying on this behavior of self-sabotage well beyond food in all other aspects of our life. Why? Because that's how our mind is programmed to react. We don't know what to do with fear, with anxiety, with stress, with depression, with feeling stuck, and we're constantly sabotaging ourselves, right? And when it comes to food, Because how we're programmed and how we are being informed around weight gain, we don't see anything beyond controlling food and controlling exercise. There was a survey recently, well, three years ago, done by a group of researcher in neuroscience from a company called Orlando Health. The link to the study will be in the show note. 
But basically, 31% of the respondent felt that the issue that they had with their food behavior and their weight was attributed to the lack of exercise. 26% said it was about the way they ate or their food choices. And 17% said it was about healthy lifestyle. And 12% said it was about time commitment. Reality is only 10% of the respondent in this research attributed their mindset, their psychological behavior to their problem with food and weight, if it is a problem, right? We aren't programmed to see that our mindset is causing the behavior issue. We aren't taught that anywhere, except in my world, right? We are teaching that, but beyond that, it's not. The case, the problem is, is that it is the root cause of our self-sabotaging behavior. It's our state of fear and anxiety and not knowing what to do with that that is causing us to sabotage our food, to sabotage our exercise, our weight, and everything else. And it never happened in isolation. It happens in everything in our life because we don't know how to deal with fear and anxiety and stress. So what is the true cost of food control and weight control when it comes to self-sabotage is an overall behavior in your life. And if you're truly honest with yourself, you will admit that your self-sabotaging behavior aren't only with food and weight. They spread throughout all facets of your life. Another cost of our desire to control our food and our weight is our relationship with our body. We do not feel comfortable in our body. We don't feel satisfied with our body. We feel in some cases that our body is our enemy and we need to repair it, fix it, put it back into shape. And that leaks through many places in our life, our self-esteem. Big one, right? Because when we get so obsessed about our external physical body appearance and we put that much value into what our body look like and it doesn't work, then our self-esteem takes a knock, right? And for many of us, this importance of how our body looks like versus what we think it looks like and the failure we have in there is not a one month thing. It's been happening in our life for one year, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Most women, it's like 20 plus years. And with that way of thinking, it came to a point in the last 20 years that it destroyed our self-worth and our self-esteem, which lead to right? We talked about that in the last podcast, 150, self-confidence. So now we have a poor self-esteem. We are not confident in our ability, right? Because we have failed so many times with our body. We don't trust ourselves anymore. And again, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and low self-trust is not only in the way we relate to food, That's the way we are. So when we have a challenge at work, we're likely not going to feel confidence. We're not going to believe in our ability. We're not going to trust ourselves. 
The same thing when it comes for mothers to raising our children. We're going to constantly doubt our ability to raise healthy and stable children. Like we're going to start questioning everything in our lives. Why? Because we feel uncomfortable in our body, which is that thing we're in every day. So what would happen if you were to find a way to be comfortable right now as you are? What would happen if you felt satisfied with you and your ability as a human being with relationship to your body if you brought peace to that? Guess what? It would leak in other facets of your life as well. Third part, which is linked to this whole feeling comfortable in our bodies, our relationship with our partner. Because let's face it, right? The human body, the human spirit, the human being is created to connect, to connect with another being emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. And a great part of how we express that ability to connect with a partner is through sexuality. So for me and many women that have struggled with weight, body shame, and food behavior, low self-esteem, low self-confidence leaks into our sex life. Because we don't feel confident in our body. We don't find ourselves attractive. And we are afraid of being seen in our body. We are afraid of doing certain things in our sexuality because of the fear of judgment. So this desire to control your food and your weight so you can feel comfortable and acceptable leaks into your sex life and your ability to have pleasure and to give pleasure to your partner. What would happen if you were able to engage with your body from a place of at least neutrality and you were able to feel sexy and confident and detach from how your body looked to really engage from human to human? Your relationship with your partner will would change. And it would change for the worse. It would change for the best. And the pleasure you have in your sex life would grow. And pleasure is a huge component of our relationship to food, right? Sex is one component that brings pleasure into our life. That's how the human being was built. So sorry if I offend anyone here, but that's the truth. Having a pleasurable sexuality is needed in a human being. So we have kind of a a need for pleasure in our life. We have a threshold to which our brain needs to have pleasure to produce dopamine so we don't feel depressed, so we don't feel anxious. A lot of anxiety and depression syndromes or diagnosis are due to low dopamine. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter that's being produced when we are pleasured. Now, there's many ways that the human being is being pleasured, sex being one of them, food, like eating, not binging, just simply eating brings pleasure and creates dopamine, right? Laughing brings pleasure and dopamine. Smiling brings pleasure and dopamine, right? What happens when we don't have enough pleasure in our life because we don't have a great sex life, because 
every time we look at our body or pass in front of a mirror, we shame ourselves and becomes anxious and stress about the way our body looks like. What about every time we think of food, we become stressed and anxious, right? We don't produce dopamine. Every time we bring food to our mouth, we feel guilty or we're questioning why we're eating. That does not produce dopamine, that doesn't produce pleasure. It produces the opposite of pleasure, which is stress and anxiety and anger and dissatisfaction. So the behavior of wanting to control your food, your weight, the ability to relate to your body in a positive way brings pleasure or brings stress, right? So it's costing you a heck of a lot of pleasure in your life if you can't change the way you relate with your food and your body. And it causes, instead of pleasure, it causes stress. It causes anxiety. Here's another one for you. The number one episode on the podcast that is not an interview is nighttime eating. And the same thing with the blog post on my website is nighttime eating. And if I do anything on social media and I talk about nighttime eating, people go crazy because nighttime eating is affecting a lot of us. What causes nighttime eating? What do you think it is? Is it because we are just broken? Is it because we're leptin or ghrelin is out of whack? Maybe for some of us, but the vast majority of us struggle with nighttime eating because of stress and anxiety. Now, I'm not going to get into the detail of that. I'll put the link to the podcast about nighttime eating, but stress and anxiety is at the root of nighttime eating. Where does that stress and anxiety come from? It can come from work. It can come from money issue. It can come from different things. But let's face it, and let's be honest with each other here, ladies, a lot of our stress and our anxiety is self-imposed. It's self-imposed by the way we see life. It's self-imposed by the obsessive, compulsive desire to lose weight, to control our food, to maybe control the quality of our food, to control how we engage with food for multiple reasons. We self-create that stress and that anxiety. And when we do that, we don't have pleasure, which creates a whole bunch of other issues. It's costing us in that bucket, but it's costing us in our stress and our anxiety level, which kills your confidence. It kills your courage. It kills your happiness, your calm, your peace of mind. What if you didn't all the time obsessively, compulsively thought about food or your weight or your body? What would happen? Would you eat as much as night? Would you have triggered to binge as much? So that's a question I want you to ask yourself, right? And be really honest with yourself because you could continue to dream, right? And be in denial, which many of us are in denial, or you can be really honest and say, yeah, that's a major contributor. If that wasn't in my life, I would be a lot calmer, a lot happier, a lot more pleasured and joyful. Now, I want to go in the cost aspect and think about our relationship with our children. Now, I've never hidden that. I don't have children, right? But I help mostly women that do. And I was raised by parents 
So although I don't have the experience of a mother, that's why my business, my coaching is not about relationship in family and in children. What I see though is the costs and the strain on the ability of women to teach children how to be calm and properly relating to food because of their own issue. And I have a lot of testimonial around that in my program. Recently, I interviewed one of our graduates from the academy. Her name was Carol. You can go back to podcast 148, and Carol is a single mother. And she talked about the impact of her past beliefs around controlling food and controlling weight had on her daughter and how she's now able to relate differently and teach differently and model behavior differently to her daughter. I can also think of Chris. I've never shared Chris's story on the podcast, but Chris is one of the lady in the academy and she had a reality check the moment her son came home after school one day and said to her, I'm fat and I'm being teased and I'm being bullied. But here's the thing, with the tool and the knowledge about not obsessing about food and weight, she was able to lead her son through this I'm fat belief and get him out of there, right? And help him feel better. Do all the mom have that skill set? The truth is, if you're stuck in yourself being shamed, yourself being compulsively obsessing about the way you look or your weight and hyper controlling of your food and then binging and all that stuff, how in the heck are you going to be able to lead your child or children through that? And that's a lot of the reason why women come in the beyond the food method is to change that mindset so they can then give back to their children. I'm going to link in the show note to a study that was done by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition that emotional eating not only affected stressed out adults, right? Creating stress, eating in response to stress. We talked about that, but also in children, So they did a study with children. They put them into a stressful situation with food around them. And guess what? Children that were stressed, that had learned the behavior of emotional eating in their household went to food to suit their stress because that's the behavior that they learned. Where other children that had learned different behavior to cope with stress didn't go to food. So if you want to check that out, go to the show note. But The cost of controlling our food and our weight and our obsessive, sometimes compulsive behavior does affect our children and our family. It does also, the cost of it leads to poor health. Now, it leads to poor health, not because of the weight gain, which is what the weight loss in the fitness industry wants you to think. It leads to poor health because of the poor food choices we make. Because when we eat out of stress and anxiety, let's face it, we don't crave broccoli. We crave sugar, salty, cracky, junk food type of stuff. And that is what's causing our poor health. Not the weight gain. Weight gain is only a consequence. 
What's creating poor health, which is mainly driven by inflammation, is stress. Stress is a huge driver of inflammation, but also poor food quality, like highly inflammatory oils, high level of sugar in our diet, high level of salt in our diet, right, is what creates the poor health. And what drives us to eat sugar and junk food is our state of mind, is the stress and the anxiety that makes us crave this food. Because when we're balanced, happy, and joyful, and we learn about the side effect of poor food choices, there's no way we're going to crave those food. That's what's called intuitive eating. And that's why it works. That's why we teach it. Because once you're in a state of calmness, of joy, of happiness, then and you follow your body messages, you ain't going to crave pretzels and McDonald's. Just not going to happen. You're going to crave food that makes you feel good because you have a relationship of respect towards your body. So yes, the obsession with food and weight costs you your health. From a health perspective, I also want to address the pain. Because pain, based on our survey with our customer, is a huge trigger for many of us to eat. We feel in pain, joint pain, maybe muscle pain, back pain, low back pain. And we suffer so much from that pain that we end up overeating, emotionally eating, craving, binging because of our pain, physical pain. Now, we did a podcast on that, on low back pain. You may want to go and listen to that. And I'll link it in the show notes as well. But what's creating pain, right? There's two of many reasons that causes pain. Number one is, yeah, food choices. Unhealthy food choices causes inflammation, causes our joint to inflame. And then we have pain. Now, I have a great story on that. Jennifer is a patient of mine. I works one-on-one with her, but she's also part of the Beyond the Food Academy. She has been following me for years. Way back when I had a clinic and I was doing public speaking in Ontario, Canada, she was attending all of my conference. She knew exactly what she needed to eat to be healthy, but she couldn't stick with it. On and off the bad wagon all the time. Like for years, like four or five years that I've known her, that I've, like, she's attended my stuff. She was trying to do what I was saying, but she couldn't do it. And a result of that, she was on a lot of medication, pain medication, nervous system medication, high blood pressure medication, and depression medication. She did the academy. We help her with the mind stuff, like with her desire to control food and weight. We got her out of that. Then I started to work one-on-one with her and we dialed in her food, which then became so easy for her to eat healthy. It was no longer a diet. It was just what she was doing. And guess what? Her pain vanished. She stopped taking her medication. One out of the two medication gone. Her blood pressure medication, one out of two gone. Like her depression medication gone. She was able in less than two months to cut more than 60% of her medication. And the pain was gone. Why? Because she was able to make healthy choices from food 
consistently. So our obsession with food and weight, which leads us to emotionally eating, to binge eating, leads us to not make good food choices, which creates health issues, not weight issue, health issues. So take all those five points that I talked about, right? How is your relationship with your partner, with your body, with the notion of joy, a pleasure and happiness in your life, your kids, your health, and ask yourself the question, how I'm currently going about controlling my food and my weight, is it costing me more than I really want to see? And then put that into the perspective of money, right? Because many of us have failed so many times and bought so many products and so many programs to try to control our food and our weight to have the body we thought was going to make us happy. And now we're at a point where we're 35, 40, 50 years old, like this doesn't work, but I don't trust myself to spend money on another program. Because nothing has worked. I fell so many times. Ask yourself, is it costing me way more than my money? What if I was to invest money? Whatever it is, it's not relevant that it's my program or my material. But I was to invest in something completely different. For sure, if you're questioning, should I invest money? And then you're just reinvesting money in the same thing that led you to failure, for sure you're going to fail again. But what I'm asking you is to, maybe it is time for you to change your approach, right? Think about it with an analogy of a car. I like to use the analogy of car because most of us have one. Let's imagine you wake up to go to work one morning, you went to go start your car to go to work, the car doesn't start. Right, So you go to your mechanic, the mechanic said, got it, quick fix, the starter, boom, bang, your car starts again, you go to work. A week later, get to your car, start your car to go to work on Monday morning, the car doesn't start. Go again to your mechanic, right? Oh, again, it's the starter, whatever the part of it is. I don't know enough about car to tell you exactly what it is. But anyway, that's the thing, fixes it. You start your car, you go to work, everything is fine for 10 days. Then you start your car on the 11th day, the car doesn't start. What would you do? Would you go back again to the same mechanic, have the same part of your car fixed as the two times prior? Or would you sit in your car and say, okay, maybe this time that I change my mechanic, or maybe it's time that we fix something else in the starter, because clearly this is not working because Every 10 days, I come to start my car and it doesn't start, right? Or would you give up, throw your hands in the air and say, not fixing my car, not worth it. Every time I try to do something, nothing is working, so I'm just going to take the bus instead. No, right? I know for me, I would change my mechanic. That would be my number one approach. I would just give up on my mechanic and I would go seek someone else and I would make sure when I get there that I ask him, what are you about to do? Are you going to work on the starter? Because if you do, I don't want that because we've done that already twice and it doesn't work. 
let's run a diagnosis on my car. Let's plug it into the computer and let's get a report on what's broken in my car and come to find out it's the engine. So all this time, my old mechanic was actually fixing the band-aid of the starter, but was never actually looking at the engine because obsessively, compulsively wanting to do a quick fix always was fixing the starter. But when I went to a mechanic who actually looked at the root cause, put your car in a diagnosis machine, come to find out what was breaking the starter was your engine. So you could have spent thousands of dollars constantly fixing the starter and think of the starter as your food behavior at the control of your food behavior via counting calories and macros. I was constantly trying to control the intake of food via dieting and control or fixing the starter in the analogy of the car when in fact the issue was the engine, when in fact the issue was the way your mind functioned and the way you relate to yourself and to food. So think about that. So if you're struggling with money and investing into yourself to change your current situation, the first thing I want to say to you is don't reinvest in the same approach that led you to be here today. Invest in something that will address you, your behavior in a completely different angle. And then put in perspective money versus the cost throughout your whole life. And then with your heart, make the best possible decision. So there you have it, ladies. This is how much your eating behavior, your obsession with your weight, with your food and controlling all of this can cost into your life. And I hope this helps you. I hope the analogy helped you. I hope that the leading question for you to look at different part of your life helps you. And it helps you assess the best possible decision for you. Now, remember that this is the type of information that is not out there. So we need to help each other. This is a grassroots movement. Share this episode with some other women in your life that needs this help, I would really appreciate it. Leave me a review on iTunes. That is a great way for me to hear your feedback, hear the topic you want to talk about, how my episodes are affecting you. So I really appreciate if you can send me some feedback. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast because randomly I release bonus episodes and I did one last week and there may be another one coming next week. So make sure that you're subscribing to get all of those bonus episodes. And I hope to see you on office hours next week on Facebook so we can interact even more. So I love you girls. Looking forward to see you on the next episode. I have created an audio training entitled How to Change Any Eating Habit, specifically the one that is sabotaging you three strategies to create the consistency and confidence you need to change your eating habit without willpower or discipline. I did this in order to help women like yourself engage with food in a completely different perspective so that they stop craving, overeating, binging, and using food to feel better. 
you can put an end to the cycle of frustration, the all-or-nothing mindset, and shame towards your own body, and become a motivated, consistent, focused, and self-loving version of yourself. This free audio training is about the why we eat, how we eat, so that the what we eat can be easy, effortless, and pleasurable. So if you are ready to step into the new version of yourself so that you can change how you interact with food, head over to stephaniedodier.com slash training right now.